right, guys, how are we doing tonight? Good to see everybody. Hey, uh, before we get started, on the count of three, I want everybody to say, flip the script. One, two, three. That's right. Flip the script. Hey, here's the deal. We are starting a new series tonight that's going to carry us all month, and you guys are going to get to hear some different people up here. It's going to be a great uh, month, going to be a great series. Uh, but first of all, if you are here for the very first time, I want to welcome you guys. Thanks for coming tonight. Welcome to M12. Yes, welcome to M12. We're glad you're here. And tonight, I'm really excited because after this, we are kicking off our small groups tonight. It's going to be good. Yeah. All right. Man, I love to hear y'all's excitement. But make sure that you guys respect your small group leaders tonight, respect uh, what we're trying to accomplish. I know sometimes we get in small group and we forget that. Don't forget that. Be respectful tonight. And uh, small group is a great place where you can be known. It's a great place where you can be cared about. And, uh, and so we care for you guys, and we care about you uh, being known and cared about. So here's, here's what I know to be true. What I know to be true is that for a lot of us, or uh, uh, basically, sometimes the world doesn't have big expectations of you. Sometimes the world would say, Ah, you're just in middle school. You're too young for that, right? Have you, how, many, how many of you have ever been told a message like that? Or if you're really honest, you'll raise your hand and say, sometimes because of my age, there are times when I feel insignificant or that I feel that what I do doesn't really matter. Anybody with me on that? I know I used to feel that way a lot of times in middle school. And what I want to do this month in this series is I want to flip the script on that thought. And that's what the whole series of, of Flipped is about. Because here's the thing. What is true about Scripture is that it is filled with story after story after story of God using a young person to do something extraordinary, to do something incredible. As a matter of fact, think about it like this. David, when David slayed and cut the head off of Goliath, he was about your age. He was a young kid. He was a teenager, right? Or Samuel, as a young man, learned to listen to God's voice, and he became an agent of change. Or if you think about Daniel in the lion's den, right? Daniel stood tall for God as a young boy in a culture that was not very godly. So see, God used over and over and over and over again, he used young people, and, and, and there's a passage of Scripture tonight that we're going to talk about over the next five weeks. And here's what it is. It's going to come on the screen. And the Bible says this, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Right? Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for all believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. So what that passage is telling you and is telling me is that it does not matter how young you are, whether you're 11, 12, 13, 14. Got any 15-year-olds in the house? Okay, 15. Come on. There we go. There we go. So it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. Listen, God tells us through the Apostle Paul that we can be the example, that we can set the example, we can set the tone, we can flip the script. And there's five 
areas of our life that encompass what this means. He says in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And so what I want to do tonight is I want to take number one. I want to talk about speech. So here's how, how we, as we get started, if you're writing down notes, here's the first thing. The bottom line tonight is simply this, words matter. Words matter. The, the words that come out of your mouth, they matter. And here's the thing, words that we say, they have the power to either hurt someone very deeply or they have the power to heal someone who is in need. It's very, very simple. They have the power to heal or hurt. They have the power to hurt or they have the power to heal. Now, I want to show you guys a picture. And uh, this is a picture of me in middle school. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Are you saying, you saying all nice words over there, bro? All right, so this, <clears throat> this is my, <laughs> hey, it's funny. You can laugh it up, man. Laugh it up. What you guys can't see is that my glasses, on, the lenses on my glasses, I kid you not, are probably about that thick. It was pretty bad. I was legally blind and then some, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't get contacts until I was in high school. So here's the thing, though. When I look at that picture, yes, it's funny. Laugh it up. Laugh all you want. It's funny. But, but, stay with me. Stay with me. When I see that picture, there's also moments that pop up and words that come up in my mind of, of things that really did hurt. Which is funny now, but if you put yourself back in my shoes in sixth grade, it wasn't so funny. You know what I'm saying? Because some of you guys look the same, all right? Whoa. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. The thing that we know to be true is that all of you, if I ask you to raise your hand, and I'm not going to do that because we know it's true, but if, if I ask you to raise your hand, when, if, if you've ever been hurt by a word, then you would raise your hand because the truth is we all have been. Okay, raise your hand. Thank you. <laughs> you guys just love to raise your hands. Okay, cool. All right, so let me ask the other question. Let me flip the script. Raise your hand if you have ever been encouraged by a word. Encouraged by a word. Okay? Right. And here's the thing, students, that I want you to see tonight you got to listen. The thing that I want you to see tonight is that every word that you say has the power to do one of those two things, and it really is your choice. It is your choice on whether or not the words that come out of your mouth are going to hurt people or if the words that come out of your mouth are going to be used to encourage and heal people. You see, if I asked you guys to tell me what you said yesterday, the past 10 minutes... Chances are you probably can't remember, but if I asked you to tell me something that was harmful that was said to you or about you, you could easily remember that. And the reason why is because words matter. Sometimes we think, ah, words don't matter that much. They don't matter. You know, they're not that big of a deal. You guys, have you all ever heard the saying, 
The, you, you can finish it with me if you know it. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt. Yeah. Two hands, two hands if you want to slap the person that wrote that up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, seriously, because, because what we know, guys, shh, we know that that statement is just not true. We know that statement is just not true because we have been a victim of that statement not being true. And I want to read a couple passages to you just to show you the power of words. Listen to this. It's not going to come on the screen. But listen to this. The tongue that brings healing is a tree of life, but a deceitful or hurtful tongue crushes the spirit. So think about that. Think about the contrast. The tongue or the, the mouth or the words that encourage or that heal is like a tree of life. But the other side of it is like it, it crushes the spirit. It crushes the spirit. Or listen to this one. The mouth of, a, of the righteous is a fountain of life, but violence overwhelms the mouth of the wicked. So the contrast is someone who is righteous and someone who is wicked. And by choice, you can choose how your words are going to be used. It's really that simple. And understand, I'm looking at a mirror tonight because this is not easy. It is, it is not easy to allow your words to heal and encourage rather than to hurt. It's very, it's very easy uh, to not do that. And so understand, I, I haven't figured this out, okay? I'm with you. It's not an easy thing, but I do want to challenge you that words really do matter, and what you say does have the power to hurt and to heal. And I want to give you a concept tonight that you may or may not have ever heard, and it's something I want you to know, something that you probably have never thought about. But if you think about it, the words that you say, the words that you say Reveal your heart's condition. And I want you to write that down. It's going to come on the screen. The words that you say reveal your heart's condition. The blanks are heart's condition. The words that you say or your words reveal your heart's condition. What does that mean? Very, very simple. Whatever comes out of your mouth is what is already in your heart. And the reality of tonight is, if you're being honest, some of us need a heart transplant. Think about what that, what that means. Some of us, just because of the words that we use, we need to work on our heart. It's just true. As I was prepared for this message, man, I had to to confess some things to the Lord and, 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 and talk about things that I had said. It's for all of us. It's for all of us. And the choice that we have is that the words that we say can either bring healing or they can bring hurt. Listen to this verse. It says this in Luke 6.45. It's going to come on the screen. It says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. Look at this. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And so here's the question that you have to ask yourself tonight and that I have to ask myself. The question is simply this. Do my words hurt 
or do they heal? And what I want to suggest to you is that you have the ability, students, based on Scripture and based on what God tells us, you have the ability to flip the script when it comes to what the world expects. Because if you think for one second that anybody in, in the world outside of these walls is surprised by some of the things that you say that are hurtful, they're not. Because it's just the norm. If you think that people are surprised by the foul language that some of you use, they're not surprised by that. Because it's what's expected. But what I want to challenge you to do and what I want you to think about is that the words out of your mouth would be used to encourage and heal. That you would flip the script on what the world's expectations are of you. And instead, you would get in tune with what God's word tells us, which is to set the example in speech. To be the example for our friends or our family, community, neighborhood, sports team, dance team, band uh, people, and all the other stuff that you guys do. That you would learn to be that example and flip the script. And so here's the question is, how do we do that? How do we use the words that come out of our mouth to heal? What does that look like? And I want, I want to suggest to you that maybe the best thing to do is to duct tape your mouth. Check out this video. So tonight as you leave, each of you are going to get a piece of duct tape. And you're going to put, just kidding, that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. I just told you guys we were doing small groups. So that wouldn't work out well if you had duct tape on your mouth. But perhaps it would be really helpful for some of us. That's the reality. <laughs> Sometimes the truth hurts a little bit. But if we would duct tape our mouth, as funny as that sounds, it might be helpful. Because right now, when we open our mouth, not much good comes from it. And I want to remind us, and I want to make sure we're on the same page, that Scripture is very clear. In James, it talks about how ruthless the tongue is, that it's a forest fire, that in one, one second it blesses people, and the next second it curses. And then James says, this ought not to be the case. But what Paul tells us in Ephesians is he says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. In other words, Paul would say, Hey, when you talk and words come out of your mouth, they should be used to benefit every single person who has a listening ear. Hello. That's tough, though, isn't it? But that's what the Word tells us to do. And so if we're talking about or answering the question, how do you do that? I think Paul would give us two things. One is this, and they're both going to come on the screen. One is this, speak truth, and secondly, speak health. Let me say them again. Speak truth, and secondly, speak health. Speak truth, 
and speak health. And I want to talk about these very briefly. First, I want to address, now here's, let me say this. All of us, this is for all of us in the room, but if I could do this, I want to first address the ladies in the room tonight. And what I want to do, ladies, is I want to talk about speaking the truth. I want to talk about speaking the truth. And girls, what I want to, what I want to chat about for a second is the world of gossip. Now, let me, let me make this clear. Let me make this clear. Gentlemen, gentlemen, you gossip, you gossip too. But, but, ladies, don't worry. I'm about to pick on the guys. It's going to be worse, okay? But, but ladies, let's talk, about, let's talk about gossip because here's the thing. Something that is rampant in the culture of females is gossip. It just is. And what happens is, one second, y'all are like the best of friends, like two peas in a pod, like inseparable. And then what happens is literally, like not days, probably not even hours, maybe just minutes, maybe even seconds later, you guys are like totally backstabbing each other in the back. And when this girl's not around, then you're talking about her. But when she comes back, then you're like, oh, I just love you so much. And you're so great. And you're like my best friend. And... But stay with me because it's so true. It's just true. It's true about your world. It's true about your world. The world expects for you to gossip and, and here's, here's what I know about gossip, and this is why gossip is a bad thing. You ready? It's not true. When you, when you gossip, it's never true. Every single time, it's a lie. It's a rumor. If it's gossip, it's not true. Shh. Some of you can't even listen right now. It has zero truth. Gossip is zero truth. And, and again, ladies, you have a choice that you can make. And that choice is you can either speak truth like we're talking about and use the words that come out of your mouth to speak and deliver truth and heal and encourage, or you can choose to speak lies and rumors and gossip. And a lot of times what, what I have found to be the, the, the case is that usually you're gossiping about someone else because you want to look better or because you want someone else to see you in a different light. And I just want to challenge you not to do that. I want to challenge you to use your words to speak the truth, to use your words to be a fountain of life as the word tells us, as Solomon says in Proverbs, a tree of life. Listen to this. It says the words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. See, what you don't always realize, ladies, is that the gossip that you use, you just think it's just harmless. 
You think sometimes, eh, it's not that big of a deal. But what the scripture would suggest tonight is that words of gossip go to the inmost parts. They cut deep. They go into the heart, the soul, the mind. And then what happens is, as the gossip gets more rampant and more rampant, and you start hearing about what is being said about you, then you forget things like, I'm made in the image of God, and I'm beautiful in God's eyes, and he has fearfully and wonderfully made me. And instead, what you start doing is you go over here, and you start believing that all these gossip words begin to be true about your life. And then you begin believing a lie, and then you begin living in a way to please other people instead of living and pleasing God. It's just this downhill spiral that happens. And so my encouragement, girls, is speak truth. Speak truth. Instead of choosing to gossip or lie about someone or to begin a rumor, just speak the truth. If you, if you make a decision tonight to say, man, I'm just going to speak the truth. I would say that life is going to be a lot better for you. Not necessarily easier, but better. And the second thing tonight is speak health. Now, let me say this. For everyone in the room, this is for all of us, but, but gentlemen, I want to talk to you for a few minutes. Because here's what we know to be true, and here's what I know to be true. Guys, pay attention and listen Because you have the reputation of telling dirty jerk jokes, of cussing, talking about girls and talking to girls like they're an object instead of a person. But you know what Paul tells us in this passage? He says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. And when you do talk, may it be to the benefit of everyone who has a listening ear. Guys, the truth is, is th this is something that I used to struggle with a lot, using foul language. It was a very hard thing for me. It was something that I had to pray about. I had to ask God to help me. I had to ask God to take away the desire for me to speak in obscene and unwholesome ways. And for some of you, the reality is that you're in the same boat. And if you would just simply begin to ask God to help you, it's not going to just snap of a finger, go away overnight. But I guarantee you that God will deliver you from that. And he will help you in this way. Listen to this word. It says in Proverbs 4, keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. The wisest man in all of Scripture, that's what he tells us, gentlemen. Keep your mouth free of perversity and keep corrupt talk far from your lips. You see, students, you have to understand that this area, we don't always think that our speech is that big of a deal, but it's huge. Because what we say reveals our heart. And what's in our heart is what comes out of our mouth. And so tonight, the reality is you might need to spend some time asking God to fix, work on, repair your heart. And if that is you, you're in good company. 
Because I think a lot of us, we have to do that from time to time. And remember the challenge of this series. The challenge of this series is that you and I, mainly you, would learn to flip the script. To flip the script on what the culture expects. And instead of speaking obscene and unwholesome things, ladies, instead of gossiping about the next girl and the next girl and the next girl or the next guy, that you would learn that your speech can actually be used to heal and to help and to encourage. And so here's the challenge tonight, and then we're going to wrap up. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to do two things because I think these are very practical, but don't do these things if you don't mean them. If, if, these don't things don't, if these things don't come from your heart, then don't do them. But here's the first. I want you sometime tonight, not right now, sometime tonight, I want you to text message someone an encouraging word. It could be a friend to just say, hey, you know what? I just want you to know you're an awesome friend, all right? Or it could be uh, your parents. It could be an older sibling. It could be your small group leader. Let me tell you what happens when you do that. Man, who knows the person that's on the receiving end of that? Maybe that's exactly what they need tonight. Maybe they just need someone to speak an encouraging word through a text message into their life. And the second thing is this tonight. Before you leave 12 Stone Church, I want you to pick one person in this room, and say something encouraging about them. It could be someone in your small group. It could be somebody random that you have no idea who they are. It could be your leader. It doesn't matter. I'm not, I don't want you to do that right now. I don't want you to do that right now. But I want to challenge you to do that tonight. And here's the thing. This is what I want you to think about, students. This is what I want you to think about as I pray. Here's what I want you to think about. Can you imagine, can you imagine, can you imagine what our world, homes, schools, what our world would look like if we took this message to heart? If we actually tried to think about the words that we speak and that when we speak, that every listening ear would be encouraged by what we say. I'm telling you, it would totally flip the script on what the world expects. And the world would become a way different place. And so what if that began in this room? What if it began right here? That you guys and you girls learned the power of your words, that words really do matter. And that you learn to speak truth and speak health. Let's pray.